Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Lauren El Manzano, it has been five years since your concussion. It's been five years since you became a part of this beautiful, incredible community of ours i am so thankful i am so happy i'm so blessed to know you and i'm so happy that you've made it this far this episode nothing more special than lauren el manzano's concussion anniversary yeah oh intro done nice nice hi i'm joe and i'm lauren and we are the the neuro nerds Pretty good. I feel pretty good about that. Neuro Nerds. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. Hey guys, just saying, I was part of this community before Joe, so I made it cool before Joe was. <laughs> Lauren El Manzano making brain injuries cool <laughs> since way back in 2015. Is that what it was? Yes. 2015. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. There should be like a little label that says Lauren El Manzano making brain injuries look cool since 2015. Guys, but like seriously, when I say I'm pretty sure, I actually cannot remember the exact date. That's the other thing is like there is I vacillate between two dates and I can never remember which one is correct. And I'm pretty sure this one's correct, which is October 10th, 2015. That is when I had my car accident. I'm pretty sure, because the other option is October 15th, but I'm pretty sure I thought it was the 15th, and then I looked at my paperwork, and it was the 10th. And so I'm going with the 10th right now, because I can't find my paperwork from my lawyer. So we're going with the 10th. I'm also going to go with numbers are not great for people with brain injuries. No, and I have what, I believe it's called dyscalculia. I didn't realize that was a thing. Like, you know, when you like, once you're older and you start talking to your parents and you're like, oh yeah, I kind of, I have always had this issue. And your mom's like, yeah, that's actually a learning issue you had. So I discovered I had like two learning issues. 
One was dyscalculia, which I think wasn't diagnosed, which is like dyslexia, but with numbers, where like, if you tell me a phone number, I switch the numbers. So like, if you tell me like, 8675309, right? I just know that because of the song. 675309. But I have a tendency, like, instead of, like, I'll go 8675. And then if you can tell me, what is it? 8675309, I usually go like 390. Like, I always switch numbers. So, like, when I have to uh, write numbers down, I always have to, like, say it out loud. Because even when I say it out loud, I'll repeat it right, but I'll write it down wrong. So math always gave me an eh. I was good at math, but eh. And then the other one is with reading. So let's, I mean, right there, guys. Y'all who've been on this journey with me know that one of my most devastating side effects. Yeah, I think side effects is the correct word. I can never remember side effects, so that's a good one. The most devastating was my version of aphasia, whatever it is. I don't have an actual name for it. Some of you guys in the community have reached out and said, like, they think it's a type of aphasia. Cool. Or I just say it's a, like, I'm cool with that, whatever we want to call it. But it's my inability to remember certain words. Y'all know that was devastating. It still kind of is, but I've kind of, here I am five years later. I'm kind of, I'm not over it. Like, that's the bad way to say it. Like, but I'm kind of like bored. Like, does that make sense? Like, I'm kind of bored with it. Like, I, uh, it a hundred percent makes sense. Like, I get it. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of like, it, it comes up and I'm like, are you serious again? So I find now maybe five years later, I have a little bit of grace and I'm a little less, I'm still devastated, but it's a little less emotional and I'm more like, really? Okay. We'll come back to the word later. But before when I was a child, when I was learning how to read, apparently, I don't know what this is called, but it does have a term. And I I think I was diagnosed or unofficially diagnosed. I don't remember what it was. I can't sound out words. Yeah. I don't, yeah. So what my mom said is when I was growing up, like my brother is like Mensa IQ smart guys. Like he is like freaking nerd. Like he's genius. <laughs> like I, I'm, I look like he was Dexter from Dexter's laboratory. He used to love that show. But like my little brother taught himself to read at like age two um and by like like, doogie hauser yeah and by like age four because we were obsessed with dinosaurs he could name dinosaurs like like when i say all the dinosaurs like i don't mean okay every single dinosaur that ever existed he could name 50 60 dinosaurs and fun fact my dad has an air conditioning company and many years ago when dinosaurs were cooler there was a big Dinotopia phase. Do you do you remember Dinotopia? I do remember Dinotopia. Yeah. Dinotopia was really cool, guys. If you don't know and you love dinos and you kind of like steampunk kind of era, they had amazing art and designs. It was just amazing called Dinotopia. And it was like this world of dinosaurs with like steampunk modern technology. And they actually had a flagship store, like a brick and mortar store. And my dad was working on their air conditioning and he took my brother to work. My brother was four or five and he was doing a walkthrough. And so they hadn't opened yet for the day. And my dad asked like, oh, can I leave him here in the gift shop? Right, just so we could look around at stuff. And the girl, I guess, who was helping was like, sure, no problem, you know? So my little five-year-old brother, little Poindexter in his little like cargo shorts, khaki cargo shorts, big glasses, tucked in polo shirt adorable like the most adorable little kid you could think of knee high socks i guess my dad comes back in and he's holding a calendar and he's just talking at the girl working at the counter and she's just leaning over and looking at my little brother like he's the most cutest thing and my dad's like all right let's go so my brother's walking out with a calendar and my dad's like no we didn't pay for it you need to put it back 
And the girl at the counter says, no, 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 he earned it. I have never met anyone who knows as many dinosaurs as him. This is four or five years old. He could correctly pronounce them. So this is my brother, right? Super genius, smart. Guys, I'm pretty smart, but I couldn't sound out words. So like I would see the word and I actually couldn't sound it out. Like the sounds didn't make sense. The way I taught myself to read apparently was I memorized words. So this is how important words are to me, guys, is like that is my access to reading was I had to memorize, like I would look at the word, like composition of how the letters were built. And I just memorized that so that I would know what that word was. So like really difficult way to learn how to read. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's an intense way of memorization. It is mm-hmm. because normally it's like, okay, well, it's, it's, it's. Uh, but like you yeah. you sound it out and you have the, the sound in your head and you can mm-hmm. see it, but you're not sounding it out. You're literally, it's visual to you. Yes. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I had no idea that that was a thing. So guys, my journey to like words being extremely important to my life started young because I couldn't actually sound out words to read. So I had to memorize the word so that I would recognize the pattern or I would recognize the combination of letters to know what that was. That shifts my whole view of your recovery, too, because mm-hmm. I understand how impactful the memory issues have been from your concussion. Like, I, I, I get it. because I mean, I suffer from short-term memory loss because of my brain injury. I, yours, it really is a loss to you, and, and it hits you. It's so personal. I'm like, wow, like, I can actually – I can see the hurt in you mm-hmm. when, like, you lost a word where you can't find something. It means so much more now because of the way you've actually gained that knowledge. That's crazy. I had no idea it was that visual. I didn't even know. Honestly, I didn't even know that was a thing. Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuronerds. Again, this was something like a year ago. I talked to my mom about it and she's like, yeah, that's not like, yeah, you had trouble learning. I'm like, huh? Thanks. Thanks for telling me now, mom. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, again, this is like just like a really roundabout way of talking about like it's my five years guys five years five years see i was gonna sing earlier but and i you asked know, him not to she she did and it is her five-year concussiversary or brain injury anniversary, whichever one works for you and i mm-hmm. had to respect that so i I, mm-hmm. I didn't sing five years it's funny because you're like i don't know the exact date i do because i had it tattooed on my body yeah that's true you know your date specifically because i knew i'm like i'm not great with numbers like i they're just they don't stick they all kind of like meld in together like i need to remember this so i literally had it tattooed on my arm so i i won't forget yours on the other hand like you you know what i just whether it's the 10th or the 15th it's the entire month that's exactly what i was gonna say it's like a birthday month except it's an concussion anniversary month (laughs) there's nothing better (laughs) this is the month for you to celebrate this is a month for you to do, honestly, whatever the fuck you want. This is your month. I tell everybody on their brain injury anniversary, I hope you celebrate and do anything, everything or nothing, you know, but it's your day. Like you can do anything that you want because you you've earned it. And mm-hmm. some people get a little thrown off because they're like, I don't I that's I don't even want to remember 
like the worst moments of my life. And I'm like, that's not what we're remembering. We're remembering that you came so close to not being here. So it's a celebration of you being here. Some people call it a rebirth day, right? Ooh, I like that. Right? I like that too. Yeah. It's it's like our second opportunity to live life. Like we, we already had our birthdays. We don't remember that. Well, we have brain injury. We might not remember this one either, but <laughs> but it's like our, our reintroduction into the world, and it's such a beautiful thing. And for me, I'm going to celebrate too because it's a celebration of you. You're here, and I'm like you've been such an impactful part of my recovery and my life, and I'm so thankful for that. So October 10th, 15th, October period is just a massive month for me to celebrate because I'm so thankful that you made it, and it's like such a big deal. Yeah, guys, like, let's do that. Let's call that the week of Lauren. I think it's also Invisible Disabilities Awareness Week that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Hey, and maybe. Oh, it is on the 11th. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Send love to me. Yeah. And hey, there's nothing more invisible about a brain injury. Really not very many issues aside of like mental health. Obviously, it's all brain stuff. You can't see these things, you know, you can't see the deficits. And even what you were explaining right now, like you grew up with a bit of a learning disability. That's what that yeah. is, right? Yeah, I, I didn't know I grew it was. Up, I grew up with, oh my God, why can't I remember the words? Uh, a dyslexia. I had dyslexia where I would see floating letters and I would also see B's, D's and P's backwards. It would really mess me up. It was like, obviously I didn't turn out like you. <laughs> I didn't go, oh, just like a genius now. No kind of always been an idiot, you know, but I worked really, really hard to be this dumb. Just pointing that out. Oh my God. (laughs) Just pointing that out. It took effort to be this. It's kind of like, you know how like people like, all right, Lauren, you wake up. I talk about your hair every episode. Now your hair is magnificent. Like you're, you're like, Oh, I'm tired. I didn't get to sleep till like three 30 last night. And you look magnificent right now. It's like crazy, right? I had to work really hard to look like this. You guys can't see it. It's like it's warmed over mess. That's what this is. But that's the difference, you know, like wow. <laughs> you, you ended up a little bit better than me. That's cool. All right with that. I'm very happy. Well, we're going to shift. <laughs> do you have any any plans? Like, do you you know what I really think I want to do is this. Do you have any plans or have you thought about it that far out yet? I haven't thought that far out, which we're recording this before, obviously, yeah. the concussion anniversary. Um, hey, spoiler so have- alert. <laughs> Yeah, spoiler alert, if you didn't know. But one thing I am doing, of course, I mentioned this in an episode earlier this year, and I've been posting it on my Instagram, which is of all the concussion side effects and symptoms, I had always believed that the two that I did not suffer that were the classic ones, which were loss of consciousness upon the impact, which to this day, I'm still pretty sure now I'm like, I'm pretty sure I didn't have loss of consciousness because I was on a freeway and I was able to move over to the side very weirdly, but I was able to move the car. So I'm pretty sure I didn't lose consciousness because car was still moving. But the other one is I did suffer memory loss, but I remember for years I swore up and down that I had never had any memory loss. And I was so grateful not to have had that on top of everything else that I was going through. But lo and behold, about six months ago, we discovered thanks to Instagram and Facebook memories, which is a good thing, but it's also like not a good thing. So like, I know some friends get triggered by like exes and other things that pop up on their timeline. And they're like, I don't want to see this guy ever again. Well, mine came up and was like, Hey, this year, you know, this was you a few years ago or something like that, or I was scrolling backwards. And 
I discovered that I had indeed suffered memory loss. And it's so weird because it was like very like specific. And it's made me believe that maybe I lost the other memories of things going on at that time. I do need to investigate it more, but it was about like six weeks worth of memories, maybe eight weeks worth of memories of me on what's called the Lyra or the aerial hoop. So if you guys follow me, you've seen it on my Instagram. If you don't know what aerial hoop is, it's from circus. And what it is, it's a large metal hoop, literally like a big giant metal hula hoop. It's suspended midair and aerialists like Cirque du Soleil, they do tricks and dance within the hoop midair. And I teach at a circus studio, but I remember I would always say like, I'd never done Lyra or I'd like tried it once because you know, I'm at the studio, but that's when we discovered from memories that I have about six or eight weeks worth of photos of me learning complicated tricks on the Lyra. Like I'm upside down on the top part of the hoop, like things I was like, what the fuck? I'm terrified of that. And I'm like, get photos. And I'm like, I've done that. Right. Someone asked me, cause I posted a uh, recently a video of my like first foray back onto the hoop and how important that is for me. Cause it's basically like, well, I'm going to make new memories and put those back in my brain. Someone asked me if looking at photos, these photos and videos that I might have, if it helps jog the memories and it's a yes or no, it's, it's a yes and no. The yes is I recognize myself in the photos. So I know that it's me. I recognize like the outfit. Like I remember owning those sweatpants, but what it kind of feels like is like grasping at straws. Like it's in my brain and I can almost remember it. Like I, like the tingling or like the little straws, like I'm like, Oh, Oh, I think, yes, I can almost remember it, but I never actually get it. So it's a yes or no, like I vaguely, like I have that vague recollection of me doing it, but I don't remember that instant. Like I can't recall like what else I did that day or like what else was going on. So that leads me to believe I actually did maybe lose memories beyond just the Lyra, but I haven't discovered what else was going on at that time. I honestly don't remember. Oh, don't let it drive you crazy. That drives no, me no, insane. And you've seen it drive mm-hmm. me crazy. Don't be Joe. No, that's why, again, guys, <laughs> That's one thing it's like, we got to be careful about not obsessing. So I've kind of made peace with it. I had a, like a big uh, radical acceptance moment where it's like, yes, I did suffer memory loss and it fucking sucks, but it's not the end of the world for me. And I am letting all that shit go because guys, I'm five years into this. And again, this is what we always talk about patience and grace. And so, and I think maybe it's because it's been so many years that I'm now discovering I have memory loss. It's a different type of mourning, I guess you could say, because we do mourn the side effects. We do mourn the loss and the deficits we have. But I think because I've created a new life post brain injury that I'm coming to just accept that it is what it is. I can't change it. Those memories aren't coming back kind of like those words. If I found a workaround for the words, which was the other languages, I'm going to find a workaround these memories, which are, it's an ability that I can remake. So now my goal for October is to be learning more and more Lyra tricks. And I'm also learning the rope. So I'm learning how to dance on a piece of rope that is suspended 15 feet in the air. guys. Wow. I'll like stumble. Like, you know, when you walk on the kind of side of a curb, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll stumble doing that, let alone dancing on a rope. You strange alien person. 
Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. As a brain injury or a stroke survivor like myself, it's hard for me to get through reading books due to my injury. But with Audible, I can now enjoy as many books as I want just by listening. Thanks to Audible, I can listen to stroke survivor Kavita Bossi's book, Room 23. Once it popped up on Audible, I immediately put it on my wish list. Read Kavita's book with us. That's right. The Neuro Nerds have a book club. What a great way for our brain injury survivor community to read books together. And even if you don't want to read the book we're reading, with this free trial, you can select any book of your choice for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash the Neuro Nerds. Boom! Boom! Neuro <laughs> Nerds. Also, I just wanted to say, I think it's amazing that you're taking up the Lyra. Am I saying mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. I think it's amazing that you're taking up the Lyra because you're now making brand new memories of memories that you've lost. Who mm-hmm. knows? Maybe they'll come back. But if they don't, you still have these memories now. You can say, Absolutely. yes, I learned Lyra. I did. Maybe I learned it before, but like I know how to do it now, you know, and I remember all that. I think that's amazing. That is so cool. That's such a cool thing. And I will say there is a familiarity to the Lyra. So there is something like once I get up it, my body kind of remembers it, if that makes sense. Because our body, you know, like um, muscle muscle memory. In Ariel, we always talk about muscle memory. Like for pole, like we always say, like you won't forget, like you're you might not have done the trick in forever, but your body will remember the pressure. It'll remember this, it'll remember that. So I do find when I get onto this hoop, while the moves translate from pole to lira, like that's how I'm making the translation in my head. I find that there is a familiarity once I'm in the hoop midair and I'm like, okay, this isn't as scary as I thought. I still haven't gone upside down, like on the top hoop, which is like really scary, even though I've done it before. Like I've, I've done splits on this thing and I'm like, also I'm really uncomfortable with the (laughs) fact that you were doing Lyra post brain injury. I do pole post brain injury. What is it? No, 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 not. Yes. This is years later. Well, no, I'm just talking about so immediately after brain injury you lunatic oh yeah i did pull like two days after my brain injury you should not guys. be hanging upside down mm-hmm. you should, that's just not something that you should do that should we be have like a crash mat <laughs> it's, it's not it's that's not good enough that's not good enough hey, you know? hey guys if we let everything that was slightly dangerous hold us back we would never do shit and we would never agree. progress we would so you just do it safely yes you did not do it safely you did not give enough time from brain injury to pull. You, there was not. You, no, look, it should have been. I didn't think it was a brain injury. <laughs> cool. It should have been weeks. Yes, it right? should have. It, it should have been, been weeks. weeks. It wasn't. It was days. You tiny lunatic. Yes. Again, <laughs> do as we say, not as we did, guys. Because we <laughs> weren't that smart. <laughs> no, no, no. And we could be geniuses. We have brain injuries. It's not our fault. It's not our fault. Look, I, I think it's incredible where you were and where you are, even when we first met, you know, specifically when it comes to words. And again, you wouldn't stumble a lot. You wouldn't. But you would stumble every once in a while. And I would just see like the disdain in your face, just like you mother. Like it was just like mm-hmm. really, really intense. Now those are almost few and far between, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not as intense. And I know I'm sure you're as vain as I am in some ways. And I'm sure you've lost words here and there and just kind of like can cover it up. I know that because with certain things with me, with with my memory, with like the tremors of my hand, with certain things, I have like little go-tos where it's like, 
oh shit this sucks and it's gonna be really embarrassing and i feel like a little tiny person so i'm gonna do this so people can't see how terrible i'm reacting to this stuff right now you know it's like these little self-defense mechanisms that pop up to uh distract people from the fact that something's going on so i don't know if you've done like oh i'm losing a word so maybe i'll go into something else to avoid the fact that people are going to notice that i'm losing a word i think early on and this is within like maybe the first year or so before I really recognized what it was. Cause I didn't see anyone professional like therapy wise until the end of the second year, because that by that time, that's when I had a lawyer because the insurance company were a bunch of assholes. So I got a lawyer yeah, and my those guys are such dicks. Yeah. And my lawyer made me, well, she didn't make me, but she had me go see a therapist who was the most expensive therapist I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> but it was a worth one, it. it was a one hour worth it because I didn't realize at the time how devastating the loss was. And there's a big thing, guys, like you can recognize that something is a loss or something is a side effect. I think it becomes very personal on how uh, the word is devastating. Something can be to you because word loss for me is absolutely devastating. Whereas word loss for someone else might not be as intense. Or someone might have actual, like, more severe aphasia, but it might not impact them the same way my minor loss is. But therapy was very important because I completely dismissed the word loss. And I used to get very frustrated and I would get very emotional talking to people. Now, I didn't try to cover, maybe in the beginning I did, is like, I just like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. And I would go on because I didn't want to deal with it. Once I had the hour of therapy, where the therapist helped me recognize that I held words and being articulate as a part of my identity. She equated it to someone like Naomi Campbell waking up with half her face missing, right? Like a slash across her face, how devastating that would be to her career, her identity, herself as a person. She helped me realize like I kept dismissing how traumatic my inability to recall words was, was to Get that right level. Out. You said minor. It's not minor. Your trauma is your trauma is your trauma. It's not minor. It might be minor to somebody else, but they can go fuck off. Not a bad Correct. way. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So it helped me accept how traumatic that was for me was my inability to have these words. And that, that realization really helped me inform how I was going to handle the word loss. Before I would get really focused on like, no, you have to remember the word. Like I would sit here and my wheels would spin and I would just keep trying to remember the word. But what that actually did was cause more stress. And then it would like raise my adrenaline and I would start like my shoulders would creep up and I just even more so could not connect to the word. So the coping mechanism I developed and what I did was I would tell people that this was a coping mechanism and to just ignore it which was, it's a distraction technique. So oftentimes we use this when I teach martial arts or kids or even dance is we get into our heads and we kind of like go round and round and round and round. And then we can't think because we're so focused on trying to figure something out that we actually can't do it. And so what I would do is I'd put my hands right by my temples, by my ears, and I would talk. And then I would keep snapping my fingers over and over and even close my eyes because the snapping would distract me from the focus in my brain. And it didn't always result in the word I wanted, but it would result in a word close. 
And I would even acknowledge like, this is not the word I want, but it's close. But the snapping would help get me out of that downward spiral of stress. And the word would sometimes come later, a couple, maybe a couple minutes later, an hour or two later, sometimes it never came or came days later. So that is one way I cope. But what I did is I told people like, it might look crazy. Don't acknowledge it. Just I'm trying to figure out a word. I'm happy that you were able to tell people that, you know, because sometimes like I just get in a zone. I'm like, I I just shut down. I internalize all this stuff. I'm glad that you actually were able to like vocalize it. Yeah, it took a bit and it came to the point where I was kind of like, you know, fuck it. I was like, I really don't care what, and it took a while, but part of it, it's my personality, which is, I really don't care about someone else's opinion. So if (laughs) I look like I'm snapping away, like mosquitoes or something, I don't care because my self brain love was more important. And And that's not for everyone. It's not, you have to be a very specific type of person. You have to be very secure in certain things. Again, my coping mechanism and my ability to do so is probably not the norm. And my, my therapist was also like, yeah, like you got to find a way and blah, blah, blah. The other thing was the multiple languages. I've spoke about it before. That has been amazing. Also, what also helps me is listening and watching things in another language, because that also helps bring up that vocabulary as well so that I can associate words in a different language to the English words I may have lost. And that's my new way of finding those words. Yeah, it, it's really cool. And so I have found a way to make peace with this and acknowledging that sometimes you just don't have the fucking words and it's fine. I love it is very fine. Pre- yeah. And I love to be very precise. That's how I am. But uh, the rad- the acceptance, not radical, because this took a long time, the acceptance that there might be sometimes I cannot be as precise as I want to be. And that is OK. Right. And and it's a small percentage of the time. You know, you 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 hit those words m- many more times than you don't, you know. And well, in talking to you, when I do, I was like, oh, okay, there was like maybe like a a stumble there. That is few and far between, you know, and it's less and less as the years have gone on, which has been awesome. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm really proud that you've radically accepted this after so much time. (laughs) I know, right? That's why I was like, it's acceptance, not radical acceptance. I acknowledge that. It did take me a couple years. It's taken time, but it's necessary. Yeah, but it's also a big deal to actually accept that. Acceptance is freeing. It really is. You know, it's resistance that causes pain. It does. You know, when you're like, oh, but angry, I need the word. And the fact that you can actually pull back and say, you know what? This isn't the word that I'm looking for, but this is like close. That's amazing. That's a great compromise, you know? And also what's even more impressive to me is, okay, I just don't have the word and moving on. That is impressive to me. Not just getting stuck in, but I need to know that word. That's a big deal. That was me early on. That's I needed that word. That's a tremendous amount of growth. It is. And it's hard guys, but that also comes with the like, again, not so radical acceptance because it takes time for all of us. That acceptance of like, you know what? It's not going back. Here I am five years later. I'm not going to go back five years and get there someday. There's not going to be a miraculous day where there's a snap that's not done by Thanos. And (laughs) that I can suddenly remember everything and go back to the way I functioned before and not have anxiety and not have migraines, which I had one yesterday. Thank you. Brain injury. Sucks. You know, it's a big, like, come to Jesus moment, come to whatever you believe (laughs) moment. And it doesn't always happen in an instance. Some some days, like I use the word insidious, again, not the right word, but it's so subtle. That's the word. That it's 
a journey of acceptance. And then you kind of wake up one day and realize that you have accepted it, but it took a while, like it took years, but you wake up one day and you're like, either you've accepted it, you don't care about other people's perceptions. It doesn't matter. You know, you're on your own, but it takes a while. And so sometimes it can be like a big moment where you're like, epiphany. And other times it's just, you wake up and you're like, oh, it took years, but you're like, I think I'm here and I don't care. And that's beautiful. Yeah. Thanks to our sponsor, Avid Technology, for providing us with the tools, or should I say pro tools, to record, edit, and mix our podcast and get our message out clearly to the world. Try Avid first to start recording today for free at avid.com slash pro dash tools. Yay. Yay. That's so much growth. Yeah. Either way you look at it, like whether it took you did it immediately, whether it took you years, whether you're constantly working on it, that takes effort. It takes strength. And I'm so proud that you've gotten to this point, you know, and it doesn't matter like how long it's taken. It happened to you exactly when it was supposed to, you know, because some people oh, I wish I was that cool, you know, Mm -hmm. but that's not doing anything like just keep on working at it. And look, you have set an amazing example for the community. You know, specifically because you're such you're such a wordsmith. Mm. You're Mm -hmm. you're an incredible writer. Your vocabulary is out of this world. Thank you. In many languages. (laughs) Fictional, not fictional. (laughs) They're all over the place, you know, And, and the fact that you can just take a step back and say, all right, cool. I just don't have that right now. It'll come or it won't. It's not going to ruin my day. I'm not going to get stuck here because it's been five years for you. And to be honest, you know, we're we're like the internet video, smoking my lungs. Ain't nobody got time for it. Ain't nobody got time (laughs) to waste. And I don't, I don't really want to say wasting time, but you know, fuck it. I'm just going to say it's wasting time. If we're focusing in on the stuff that we either can't control, you're not going to go back and change this stuff, you know, as much as you want to, I want to do that. There's a lot of stuff that like I'm dealing with that. Like, I just, I just don't want that anymore. I want to go. It's not going to change that way. I can't go back and uninjure my brain. You can't go back and uninjure your brain. The acceptance is is massive. It's a very mature thing, and it's something that all of us in in our community we should be doing. I have found that the more I don't want to accept it, or the more I resist, or the more I'm like this isn't fair, and I wish it was this way. The more I did that, the more intense or the more often it happened. Again, think about like, oh, I'm attracting that. That's the, if I kept focusing on that, then more times did I forget words or more times did I stress, right? Yeah. Joe's having his like, yes, moments. It's the feeding into it, right? Like if you're feeding into, you're, you're giving um, energy into that negative energy, right? So obviously you're putting all your focus and mental energy into this negative feeling. That negative feeling is just going to expand. Now, if you take that same focus and put it on something positive, like amazing things can happen. Well, and it's not saying like, don't acknowledge it as well. Like now what happens is, it's, as you guys saw just a few minutes ago, is I will forget a word and I'll even say that's not the right word. And then I move on. If you don't acknowledge it, that's another form of like ignoring it and that's not accepting it. So I think it's not saying don't acknowledge your deficits or don't acknowledge what you're going through, but it's like, give it its due, give it its honor of being like, yes, this is a moment. But it's like, again, it's a couple seconds of acknowledging, okay, this is not what I want. This is, or like for Joe, his hand tremors, right? Like he's like, shit, my hand is shaking. I can't like even feed myself the way I want to. But maybe the, you know, that's where you go like this fucking sucks. 
for half a second, a second, and then, okay, now how do we make this work, right? Or how do we move past this? And again, guys, this is not to say if you're a new brain injury survivor or you've been in this community, you've had your bus pass for this, this community for years. Again, there's no timeline. Recovery is not linear and there is no set timeline for our brains to do anything if anything, sometimes I'm just not going to do shit. Just waking up is enough sometimes. But like, just because I'm five years in guys, and I've had like all this, like, acceptance and moving on, that is in no way any sort of timeline or prescription for you. You can move on, a quote unquote, move on, or recover faster or slower. But I would wish for all of you to I always say, be patient and have grace, which are the hardest things that we can have for ourselves. You can have it for everyone else. You could have it for every single person in the world, but the hardest thing is to have it for yourself. And I think that is the most important thing I've taken away from these five years is in many things in my life to give myself grace. Grace is different than patience. Yeah, I, I think that's the biggest thing is you have your highs and your lows, but you accept it as part of being a human and you just give yourself grace for any pitfalls and you give yourself forgiveness for the pitfalls because we blame ourselves and we inherently say that it's a failing even though it's just literally an inability it's literally the brain won't let you do something and it takes some time but I would wish and hope that like on my uh, concussion anniversary I wish you all grace and patience that's the biggest thing and you've taught me the the one time and, I, and i've i've said this to so many different <laughs> survivors and i'm like so lauren it, it was a, a really huge part of my recovery that you helped me with where i was having such a bitchy day i was having a bitchy day i was in one of those places where i was just stuck and i was like mad i had memory things i had hand things the whole thing was just like a mess and lauren as calm and annoyingly <laughs> calm just annoyingly calm. You know, like when you're amped up and angry, you kind of like want other people to be amped up and angry. When they're not matching your energy, you get more angry. But then they're not supposed to match your energy. They're supposed to bring you down and you match their energy and calm the fuck down. So Lauren was like, okay. She literally, she was just so calm and I was so angry and she was just so zen. She's like, okay, so here's what you're going to do. And in my head, I'm like, what am I going to do, Lauren? <laughs> and she's like, you're going to be upset. You're going to be angry. You're going to have your pity party. She said pity party. She's like, you have your pity party. And I was like, I was really thrown off because I was like, wait, she's telling me to have a pity party? I don't understand this. And she was like, you, you'd be angry. You'd be upset. You you throw stuff. You scream. You, yell, you do whatever you want. And then tomorrow, get over it. And I was like, wait, what? Huh? This, what? I was like so thrown off because she's telling me to be in the zone. And then she's like, and then tomorrow, like, we'll move past. I was like, wait, I don't understand that. I literally, it took me maybe about an hour mm -hmm. after we got off the phone. I didn't need an entire evening. It took me about an hour, even probably less than that, of just being angry and bitter and just upset. And then afterwards, I was like, yeah, I feel, I actually, I feel, I feel, I feel a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. It was the first time where I was like, you actually gave me permission to feel angry, mm -hmm. to be upset. Mm -hmm. And in turn, I helped process that stuff out. Like, I, didn't, I, didn't, was, I wasn't trying to process it out. I was just trying to be angry and bitter. And then I realized, I was like, yeah, wow, this really sucks because you did give me that permission to sit in that feeling. And I was like, I hate this feeling. I didn't like it. And then once I processed it out, I moved on. I was like, oh, wow, I was much better for it. And I've done that several times since. But you were the catalyst. You were the first, first person to actually just be like, yeah, feel these things <laughs> and then get over it. Yeah. <laughs> it was it wasn't mean. It was just because it, it wasn't mean. It was very stern. 
and it was very like almost matter of fact, like, yeah, 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 do this and then do this. It was so kind. It was so sweet. It was so impactful to my recovery. And I have then taken that and impacted other people's recoveries as well. It was a huge moment, you know, and the fact that you're also doing that for yourself is amazing. Yeah. You know, it's inspiring. It inspires me and obviously inspires our whole community. Like you are a pillar in this community. You you are, especially because of the things that you're capable of accomplishing, you know, post brain injury. I mean, the writings, the Mm -hmm. goats, Stucky and the goats. (laughs) (laughs) And just the fact that like, obviously I always call you James Brown because like you're the, the, the busiest woman in entertainment. You really are. You're, you're teaching these private lessons. You're actually, you know, prepping for competitions that you're not necessarily able to do right now, but they're coming soon. And you're yeah. always training. You do so much. And that in and of itself is inspiring to everybody, you know, mm-hmm. because your concussion, it wasn't a light concussion. No, it was not. It was not a light concussion. It was deep, you know, yeah. but you've worked so hard. I'm so fucking proud of you. And I'm so thankful. Obviously, I'm I'm, I'm happy. But for me, selfishly, of course, I'm so thankful for you and I'm so thankful for what you've been able to help me with in my recovery I say it and I mean it I would be lost without you I wouldn't have gotten this far and I'm so happy that you're okay more than anything I'm just happy that you're okay you know and I'm so happy that you're mentally okay with sometimes not being okay with losing a word you know with getting stuck and also processing the fact that wow there's some shit that I don't remember Mm-hmm. That's hard. Yeah. And you're speaking of grace, you're doing this, you're recovering with so much grace. You are. I, we have hiccups here and there, mm-hmm. but your your recovery is inspiring. It Thank is, you. you know, and I'm so fucking proud of you. I am. Every day I'm in awe of how you fight, how you grow, how you keep on pushing forward. And it is awesome. Five years, Lauren. Five years. Guys. Five years. It's a big deal. That's bigger this than a, a big toddler. Deal. It is. My concussion's going to kindergarten. Socially distanced. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and, and you you know what? And you've made it past the terrible twos. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> you know? If I think about that, the second year was the roughest. So yeah. Oh. Think yeah, because that. you're a little bit more you. You yeah. know? Like you, like you remember between. enough. Like you're both. <laughs> yeah, just you're you're creeping. You're getting close to like a concussion rambunctious teenager. Oh no, it's gonna be a preteen first. <laughs> If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you. Find us by searching for the NeuroNerds on the Apple Podcast app today. Okay, so five years in, how are you feeling? Like, do you feel good? Yeah, I do. Do you feel hopeful? Yeah, like, it's like, it doesn't inform or impact my days in an obvious way anymore, if that makes sense. Like I, of course. I think about it probably once a day, right? But it no longer dictates my day, if that makes sense. Like it no longer, yeah, it no longer determines what I'm going to do or not going to do. It's no longer constantly in the back of my mind and my thoughts, which is great. And it, like, I'm trying not to get emotional right now because you guys only get crying Lauren like once every couple months, guys. Even on my anniversary, I'm not going to cry not going to try. I mean, I do think about it when I drive. Like uh, one thing I never do anymore is I never wear a hair clip in my hair when I drive because that was part of it. So there are little things that like every day is acknowledged and every day is that, but it's more of a minor, like I said, it's like, it's like the word thing where I kind of like 
acknowledge it for a, a second or two and then move on. You know, I no longer like stare out my like my rearview mirror and look at cars like are they going to hit me? I no longer obsess like I said about words and being and trying to recover them and forcing myself to like practice words and yeah, you know, I do get reminders like a migraine every so often. I'm like, "Great, thanks. I never had those. Fuck you." But then yeah, it, it's very, I mean, it is very like, like it's, it's, I'm not a Zen person. Like I don't, I'm not a very, like, I don't think I'm a very Zen person in that meditative, like evolved, like elevated state, but I do feel very calm in my mind. There's not a lot of chaos beyond my normal personality type, but the word is grace. There's like this like blanket of like love and acceptance in my brain, acknowledgement and like it's okay. So I feel like maybe the next five years is going to be this upward, continued upward trajectory of, yeah, things might come, things, maybe more memories are lost or more, maybe another deficit or something, but it's going to be like, all right, just come on in. We know how to deal with this and we're just going to keep going. You damn right. And you know, just like in any, in all of our recoveries and, and I hate, I always sound doomsday. I'm not, it's like a point that I'm saying this. It does not get easier. He got say that and feel like, oh man, it's like, no, it doesn't get easier. The Look, it's just like the numbers are the numbers. The, the, the weather is the weather. Our recoveries are recovery. It's not any easier. You get stronger though. And you have gotten significantly stronger. And I don't even know how that's possible because physically you're built like a, a truck, <laughs> like you're built like a tank. And that <laughs> and was like my mental- nickname growing up. Hey, it, it makes sense. That was my name as a fighter, the tank. Ta- Taekwondo, I think juggernaut would be like a good one. <laughs> you're just like an unstoppable juggernaut. But like it just mentally, this is so draining. And you have done this with such grace. And you've it really, I, I think inspiring is the perfect way to describe your recovery. It really is. It's something to look at, take a step back and be like, wow, from where you were to where you are and where you could continue to go. When you, you said it perfectly, your trajectory is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like you're going up and up and up. And I don't think that there's anything that can get in your way. Like you really are an unstoppable juggernaut. <laughs> so and if something gets yeah. in the way, you're literally just going to be like, I'm the juggernaut, juggernaut bitch. bitch. And just like bust through, <laughs> bust through it. This is I'm I'm just I'm just beside myself, Lauren. I'm I'm so happy. This is such a beautiful moment for you, yeah. But who cares? This is about me right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's such a beautiful moment for me because there's a lot of emotions. All of this stuff is emotion. Every day is emotional, right? Specifically when it comes close to like the day that this shit kind of happened to us. Yeah. Your, your emotions are like on a hair trigger, you know, and I can see you like processing my suggestion to you process some shit out starting now. So as it gets closer to like your, your, your week, you know, you could just, all right, I cried, I cried more, I got angry. And then you could just kind of like enjoy those days, you know, jump on a Lyra, do some heroin. Disclaimer, the neuro nerds do not endorse or promote drug use in any way, including heroin. Don't listen to Joe. He had a stroke. Don't do heroin. That's bad. We're not doing that. The drugs are bad. There really is genuinely a tremendous amount of pride from me to you, you know? And and that's like, yes, I, I'm, I'm just proud of you. But also, if I didn't know you, okay, if I was just watching your journey, I would be like, oh, oh, my gosh. Like, I would literally just watch that and be like in awe of how much you do post brain injury, you know? Now, a lot of people like watch, look at that and they're like, 
well, I can't, I can barely get, yeah, that's great. It's not great that you can barely get out of bed. No, (laughs) but the fact that you can get up and that you fight every single day, it doesn't matter if you're not doing what Lauren does. Cause to be honest, I don't understand how she does it. I just don't, (laughs) you know, but we all have our own battles. We all have our own journeys. Look at what she's doing and just look at her fight. And if you can match that fight, you're going to be able to do amazing things. Now, again, doesn't have to be the same. My things are completely different than her things. It's just different. Don't don't compare, but look at the fight and try to match the fight. And you've just done a tremendous job. You've just grown so much. And you are a very grown, mature human being to start out with. You know, this is a different growth. This is like emotional growth. Yeah. You know, the acceptance and I, it's just, I love it so much. I do. I love how you're not you're not pulling a Joe and you're beating yourself up over something. It's awesome. It's actually awesome. And that in and of itself, too, is very inspiring. Mm. You know? I'm yeah, so, don't stop beating yourself up, Joe. I'm, I, hey, work in progress. I'm trying to Lauren El Manzano it. That's why I call and yell at you all the time. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> and I love every single one of those calls. <laughs> Five years, Lauren. This is a big deal. This really mm-hmm. is. And I genuinely, I hope that you celebrate all month. It's I your will. month. It's not just your day. It's not just your week. It's it's your month, which in turn, like, this is like, you know what? This is a good, like, start. This is a good restart for 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I've been saying a lot, oh, wait for 2021. It's like, yeah, like all this stuff has expiration. doesn't. Let's make the last few months of this year the best few months of any year ever. And it Hell starts yeah. in October, which is your concussiversary. Your brain yeah. injury anniversary, your rebirth day, which is one of the most beautiful, loving, caring months, events of my year. It yeah. really is. I look forward to this. I'm really excited about it. And I'm so, I could not be happier that you're here. I cannot feel more blessed. Aww. I cannot feel more love and care for you. And I'm so happy that we met. I'm mm-hmm. so happy that you made uncomfortable eye contact with me <laughs> at that party when I was talking about my brain injury. Yes, that is me, guys. I could not be happier. Like, why is this chick staring at me? I am so uncomfortable. <laughs> I am queen of the piercing stare and awkwardness. You, you are the queen of queens. Uh, I like that. You are the mother of concussions. You are Bat Widow. Mm-hmm. You are my superhero. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. You. (laughs) (laughs) There's no more fitting way to close out Lauren's episode than with such a powerful. (laughs) That was so soft. That was like the equivalent of your booms. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the juggernaut, bitch. (laughs) All right, Lauren, five years in, do you have any advice or any thoughts for people who are coming close or looking forward to or even not looking forward to their brain injury anniversary? Acknowledge it. Don't ignore it. In the past, I have ignored it. Or I was like, oh, yeah, here it is. Uh And you tell yourself like you just forgot, but you really didn't forget. You just don't want to acknowledge it. So I would say acknowledge the day. Maybe do something as a ritual. And that doesn't mean like you have to like burn sage or whatever, but some sort of like make that moment or day. And it doesn't have to be a whole day. You can take a moment to acknowledge that today is my my brain injury anniversary because not all of us are ready to celebrate it, right? It might be a day of mourning. The biggest thing, guys, I say it in this whole episode, I said it many times. Let's count how many times I said the word grace, but give yourself the grace 
as you go through your recovery and whatever grace means to you, because grace is different to different people, but it is a combination of patience, forgiveness, and acceptance. So that's my recommendation. I love that. Even that just speech on recovery, inspiring. Mm. Lauren Almanzano, you inspiration. Amazing. You you amazing, ass-kicking, tiny person. I say tiny person. She's so small. You guys don't understand. She's so small. <laughs> so if you guys want to wish Lauren L. Manzano a brain, happy brain injury anniversary slash happy concussion anniversary slash happy rebirth day, you mm-hmm. can reach out to her at Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram. You yeah. can reach out to me at Joso Rocks everywhere. You can reach out to us, the Neuro Nerds, at everywhere. This has been... I say special episode all the time because I think all our episodes are special. This mm-hmm. is extra special because this is like a Lauren episode. You know, this is a Bat Widow episode. It's a and milestone. You, des- you deserve every ounce of love, care, positive thought, all the good energy because you've worked so hard to get to this point and it is inspiring. And I really hope that everybody out there, you know, don't be shy. I hope you guys reach out. But if you don't, keep following Lauren's story and be inspired by where she was, where she's at, and where she's going. Because I think that's where all of us need to be, you know? So proud of you. Happy brain injury, concussion, birthday anniversary. See, I like it. Put them all together. And it made no sense. But, you know, it, it makes perfect sense. I love you dearly. I cannot be prouder of you. And I'm so happy that you're here. Selfishly. Because, again, Joe Borges, selfish human being. <laughs> you're the best, Lauren really am just blown away by who you are as a person and I am constantly inspired by you. Happy concussion anniversary. So thankful for you. Thank you guys. I love you guys. And let me know if you guys have any questions and hopefully like I was be like, we'll celebrate yours that let's not because like, you know, like we don't want you guys to have more. So. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, these neural nerds are, are out. out. It's so nice, Lauren. I'm so I'm so happy. Like I'm beside myself with like just care and love right now. Like, you've been incredible. Incredible. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com.
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.